Please wait and we will connect you to the next available colleague who will be happy to help. Good afternoon, you food to the ASDA service team. How can I help? Hi, I'm, I'm really not happy. I'd like to make a complaint, please. Okay then, sir. What is this complaint about? Uh, well, listen, I've just bought a pizza in ASDA's in Merthyr Tidville. I've just got home and there's absolutely no topping on it. You know, that's, that's my dinner for the night. Right, there's no topping on it whatsoever? <sighs> no, just bread. Just, just bread and tomato sauce? No, not even tomato sauce, just bread. Oh, okay then, sir. Sorry about that, first of all. But um, thanks for letting us know this information. Mm. Because what I'm actually going to do for you now is I'm going to log a product quality claim. Mm. And this is where we're going to get you out a letter of an apology and also a goodwill gesture for the inconvenience caused by a product. And from the packaging details that you submit to me, we'll be able to launch a little investigation as to why this happened or is happening. Plus, that provides feedback as well for us and our suppliers to make things better in the future. Mm. I mean, what about my dinner now, though? I've got to go hungry, have I? Well, this. I'm sorry about that, sir, but. If you can get back to the store, they'll be able to exchange this for you. Oh, i got to go all the way back up to Asda just to take this bloody pizza back and get a new one. We're topping on. Well, sorry about that, sir, because all I can do for obviously I can't send you out a pizza, can I, so this would be could, a problem. You could you get one delivered, or...? Could I get one delivered? It's just, you know, it's a long way. I mean, that's a double topping as I'm all the way back my town. It's a long way to go. Right, unfortunately, I won't be able to provide that service for you. I can... Which, which area do you live in? Oh, in town in Merthyr. I mean, look at it, it's just... Ah, oh, wait. Ah. Oh, I, I so, my mate, sorry, I've, I've opened it upside down. <laughs> Are you being serious? Ah, uh, right. <laughs> right, okay, that's why there was no topping. I was looking at the bottom. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's a nightmare. All the toppings falling off. I was holding, the, like, the cellophane on sorry the bottom. For, oh, I'm sorry for laughing. <laughs> Well, there's still no dinner for me. I mean, all the toppings are the bottom now. Can I still take it back? Oh, you can... Um, well, I think you can as well. If you get, to get a new one, yeah. If... Yeah? I mean, at the end of the day, like, I mean, this probably happens all the time. It doesn't say in the box, open this way up for your pizza. Yeah, but, um, do you know the... You'd, op- you'd carry it to home. Do you know the... Like, the pizza's on the front, you'd, carry it, you'd open it that way up. Oh, I thought it was just, like, you know, artist impressed. I didn't think it was how you were supposed to eat it or open it, like... Right. You can possibly just... You can still eat it. Would, would that be right, or would you just like to take it back? Well, no, I suppose I've opened it that way. If I put it in the oven that way, it's just going to get stuck to the bottom of the oven, isn't it? I mean, all the stuff's fallen off. Right, then, so have you still got them packaging details right? Because I'd um, send you out this letter of apology. Yeah. And a good little gesture for this com- inconvenience caused by... Do, God, do, do me a favour. If it's a letter of apology, don't mention that I opened it upside down. It makes me look like a fool, then, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I won't do that, sir. Well, come on, it's not that funny, man. I bet everyone does it. Right, could I start asking which of our stalls did you purchase this from? Yeah, it was in Merthyr. So what I got to do, just take it back, uh, sir? Um, after this claim, you can... Just throw this away now. No, I, I, listen, I'll, listen, mate, I'm too embarrassed to have a letter off you. I know you think it's funny. I feel deeply ashamed of myself, so... Oh, sorry I'm, about that, sir. No, don't worry. Obviously, you know, you've probably not had a call, I guess, so I should imagine. It's my own fault. I should have opened it by the picture, like you said. Listen, don't yeah. worry. I'll scrape it together, you know, mush it up and just, I don't know, I don't know. No, sir, I'll still get you out this level and apologies for the, no, just for the inconvenience, because oh, I didn't date which side to open it up, so... I feel like a right plan. If, if you could just put on your boxes in future, I'm sure there's hundreds yeah, of people like do. me, that's all. Um, I'll try and I'll salvage this, man, but thanks for your help anyway. If you stick around all boxes in future, I'm sure that just sort it out, all right? Okay, then. Cheers, um, mate. Okay, then. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. man. Bye.
Hello and thank you for listening to episode 180 of 60 Minutes With. I'm Dave and this is the Decade of Decadence show for July 2019. And so of course I am joined by my fellow co-host. He is the man who is sat right next to me. It's Tom. Hello. Hello. Look at us. Look at us. Sat together. Oh my word. Made it. (laughs) Finally made it back. Uh, how long is it since we recorded a podcast in the flesh together? Because we are sat naked, by the way. We should make it clear. <laughs> All the flesh. Um, well, the last time I was here was four years ago. Um, That's crazy. Last month. So I guess we recorded then. So, yeah, four wow. years ago last month, which it, is... Uh, it went so quick as well. I was driving because I picked you up from crew yesterday and I was driving there and I thought, this really doesn't seem like four no, years ago. No, like just... You know, like you parked up at that uh, car park over the road from Crew Station. I was just like, well, I remember where this is. Mm. I did like yeah. your comment of, of how uh, Crew was still as sleazy as you remembered it. Yeah, yeah, it just looked the same. And Chirk looks the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing much changed. But, of course, the room that we're recording in. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and, and your new bedroom here in Chirk <laughs> has changed drastically. Like, it's hard to believe it's the same room. We all uh, we, Last time we were all boxed in, with, surrounded by shelves full of DVDs. There's a bed in here now. <laughs> You've got like, the ample room for recording. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's crazy. Hard to believe. It is. It's good. Uh, so, you we're on, what, we were recording this the Saturday. We picked you up yesterday, the Friday. Uh, today... We've just watched Escape Plan 3. We have. We've just watched it. Just freshly finished. Mm-hmm. That. What would you like to say about Escape Plan 3? Escape Plan 3 was better than Escape Plan 2. It's not a high bar to pass, but hmm. um, more Stallone. Definitely. Why? Like, he's in it. Like, as in Escape Plan 2, he's just narrating, which, as I said to you, is never a good idea. No. Um, and he's probably in it. You know, he goes to do the mission himself, mm. and Batista's in it a bit yeah, more. Yeah, um, not much more. I think they used. I think they, was, they were quite good about how they used him. It made it feel like he was in it more, but he yeah. didn't have that many more scenes. But they sort of shot it well. Yeah, to make it feel better. Like, yeah, but no, Stallone probably in it. The two um, uh, Chinese guys. Yeah, um, particularly the one with the sweep. Uh, the sweep. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was good. You know, like they was bringing someone you know new to do all the action fight scenes, and the lad out of Final Destination, and Idle yeah, Hands oh was God. a bad guy. Devin Sauer, I haven't seen him anything in ages. Yeah. So he's not a lad anymore. He's, and also he's older than me. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. It's mm. not a great action film, but nice fight yeah. scenes, nice bit of violent gore. There was some good gore. There was one. There was one scene, especially where we went. Holy fuck, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah, little twist. So, yeah. you know, not nothing incredible, but like you stand it up next to Escape Plan 2, which just seems pointless now. Oh, yeah, that's Because there, there was a tie-in in the plot for Escape Plan 3 to a first Escape Plan. Yeah, that was good. Ain't so, sure yeah, so a little link to a first one, which makes the second one seem even more redundant. Yeah. It's just, yeah, weird what happened there. I think you definitely rated it right coming upstairs and you give it two and a half stars. Two and a half. Like, it's not a two-star film. That's mean. But three stars is too too good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But, yeah, worth a watch. Mm, if, yeah. Especially if, like us, we're Stallone fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What did you... So, you... You about two and a half, you'd... you'd... I'd put it exactly two and a half, mate. Yeah, I think you nailed it with that. And, um, of course, a written review will be on the website. Uh, but, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, solid. Better than I mean we took the piss out of Escape Plan Two. It was what was it? Escape Plan Two colon bag of shite. Yeah. Uh, I think this should be Escape Plan Three colon sat at a table. There's a lot of table sitting. 
that's the drinking game <laughs> for this movie is every time you see somebody sat around a table have a drink <laughs> and you will never see the end of the film no no, no chance uh, so sticking on with films might as well while we're doing this in a, a vain effort to try and be professional uh, we watched a few movies last night yes uh, first up well we'll get to that in a little bit because that was our first time watch yeah which was the White Ghost. So we'll get to that, you know, in the in the usual section of the show. But thanks to Frederick in Sweden, after our chat in the last episode about American Revenge, uh, with Matt in it, the samurai cop himself, Frederick sent us both over a DVD of it from yes. Sweden. Yes, he How did. How awesome is that? Incredible. And we did. I know Frederick still wanted us to watch the the video. Uh, but we watched, well, fess up, we watched it on DVD. And um, let's talk about American Revenge. Let's talk about American Revenge. That, it was, there's low budget and then there's no budget. <laughs> Zero budget. Because I had concerns before we watched it, didn't I? I was talking to you. And I thought, this could be like, not so bad, it's great. I'm really just, worried it's just going to be shit. Just boring. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a worry when we go into these sort of films. You know, so we could, you know, it could have gone either way with Samurai Cop. It could have mm. gone either way with Shotgun. Yeah. But you know, you go into these films looking at the cover or the poster, and some of them are just a bag of shit, <laughs> just boring. <laughs> nothing happens. But we we were okay with mm. with American Revenge because it is terrible in our yeah in yeah. our favourite way. Yeah. It's um. One of those, an absolute treat. Yeah, it makes like <laughs> the Samurai Cop films, uh, the Samuel Cop film, and uh, that sort of thing look quite professionally done. Yeah, I know. Did you ever think we'd say that? It's, you know, films that make Samurai Cop look professional, make Shotgun look professional. Yeah, it's um, the guy who directed it only did one other film, also set, it's set in Las Vegas in the <laughs> desert. Um, a lot of shooting without permission I think went on I think so and I think even directing it is kind of the loosest possible sense it's sort of like he just stuck a camera there and we're sure at one point he he was holding it so long he just put it on the floor <laughs> and walked away well we saw someone with a boom mic in the background like you know I I don't know too much about movie making like the process of movie making but I was always under the impression the boom mic was like behind the camera or I've shot but like there's a shot in a gym where it's just in the background he's front and centre yeah you the... don't see the boom mic but the way the guy stood and he's got his arms up and it's like he's holding a boom mic um and obviously we we hear a bit of stage direction. Oh, we hear plenty of that. Yeah, like I I never thought I'd I can't remember which PM Entertainment one it was. If, um, um, was it East LA Warriors or some, something, something like that? And yeah. a, it was one of the ones um, which was a series with uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacob. Mm. Yeah, it was one familiar. of those ones. Yeah, yeah and. There's a lot of a lot of stage direction oh in God. that. It kicks in about half an hour, and then it's the rest of the film. But like, like I was just like, there surely can't be too many films. It, American Revenge comes along and proves me wrong. Really loud, rolling action. <laughs> <laughs> just don't cut that out. Keep yeah. going. Um, the scene on a phone. Oh, the phone. phone scene. Yeah, like a guy who's just a, like got a small role as a manager of a, who's in charge of a beauty pageant. Um, he gets a phone call from Evil. Matt or one of his hired goons and um, you can hear someone off camera shouting the other end of a phone call it's just like just 
ad lib it. No, not ad lib it. Just be like, okay, what do you want? You yeah. know, just pause. But no, you had to be fed all the lines. Yeah, which were just not cut out of the audio. <laughs> no, can't afford that. But no, it is so cheap. And like Matt's like acting wise, and I know this is a sort of backhanded compliment considering <laughs> reacting in it but he's the best one in he it, is the it. best in it by far definitely best the, best. the main guy the uh i'm just leaning over a d muyuk mm. um <laughs> he reminded me of tommy Wiseau. yeah like, he's got an accent that you can't really place mm -hmm. um i don't know if it was german or it might be german um but he's got that sort of european accent that you can't really put down it's not as out there as tommy Wiseau's, mm. but um yeah, it just started to remind me of Tommy Wiseau a bit and just, you know, just the cheapness of it. And some of the stuff he was saying was oh, just, God. like, reminiscent of just, like, oh, that sounds a bit like a line from a room. Because I think a lot of it was improvised as well. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. But um, it was an experience. It was, yeah. <laughs> we it did was... have that experience together. I, it was hugely enjoyable, though. I think we laughed so much watching it. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. We weren't bored. We're, it wasn't one of no, those. No, no. You know. Yeah, so it's another one you can add to an ever-growing list of trash that we love. Yeah. Now, because Frederick sent us both the DVD, uh, one of the things he said is uh, having to read the synopsis from the back cover, which is in... Swedish, obviously. So, Frederick obviously is going to have to forgive me the couple of mistakes that I may make when reading it out. I would like to point out that at the front, though, it's in English. Yeah, there were two. They came out as one. They were two. They were two. Oh, yeah. Instead of were. So there is. I don't um, really understand that in the no, context of a film we either. And like you said, you read out the synopsis on IMDb. Yeah, that's a dumb film, which that I kind of want to see. a different film. It's going on about Hiroshima and bombs and stuff. and <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what film that is, but yeah, it's not this. So, I take my glasses off to read this in Swedish, the synopsis from the back of the DVD. <clears throat> Mel and Las Vegas, I think I get that pronunciation right. Wise guy. Oh, this is easy. A lot of it's in English. Bersin van Jag. Jag's the Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. At, oh shit, this is a weird word. Jalpa Honeman Medat Gure. I'm getting into it now, I'm getting the, the I'm getting the, you know, the Ure. And Ankel Afar Jag Tamed Sigsin Flickvan Till Mertesplassen. That's got to be some car road thing. Men Val Jag. Lurad Ochans Flickfan again Kidnappas Mel son comme Fursent hinner Precis at Rade Jag Fran at Do De Bade Vanever Ta Hijalp Av Tanya Ochinas Brutals Brutally Toffa Tijang Brutally Tuffser Tijang Jackton can Borgia Ingen Cedar Vickersig I'm going German now, I think. Ra Hammond Skal Utkvas. I think Tina's in the next even probably just thinks you're having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> no, he did. He did send us the English translation. Okay. Uh, which is uh, Mel, a Las Vegas wise guy, asks his friend Jag to help him with a simple deal. 
Jag brings, brings his girlfriend to the rendezvous point, but once there, Jag is tricked and is kidnapped, and his girlfriend is kidnapped. Mel, who is late to the meeting, arrives just in time to save Jag from dying. Oh, that was the infamous bomb scene. The two friends turn to Tanya and her brutally tough gang of girls for help. The yeah, hunt can begin. Neither side will back down. Raw vengeance shall be taken. Yeah, one thing. No mention of Angelo. No. Which is Matt's character. Yeah, the main bad guy. Kind of disappointing. Um, Mel is like the sidekick, but he's got top billing, and that synopsis is all framed around him. Yeah. Which is weird. That is a bit weird. Like, he did do more films than... But not more. That much more. Mm. Yeah. But very enjoyable. And thank you, yes. Frederick. Yeah, thank you, Frederick. It is, uh, it'll be one I'll be showing people, making people watch. <laughs> I just When I was looking at my notes then, I thought there was two things that I remembered from the last episode. One that we both wanted to mention about Gypsy was the scene yes. where... Because we mentioned just in that, that's what reminded me about the, yeah, the guy holding the boom mic. Yeah, there is another crew member blatantly on show in Gypsy when it's it's when um, it's when Gypsy is having the stand up sex, isn't it? Yeah. If I remember rightly. Yeah, and I think it was afterwards, and they're lying yeah. down, and then you just see him stood there in the background. It's so what, clear. Look- it's like, how the hell did you not miss that when you were? Well, you editing? think he's a crew member? He could yeah. just be some bloke in a just walk past again these films they don't you know as if they have permission or have closed sets or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just film it anywhere uh, and from scanners one thing i wanted to point out was the poster for it said there's four billion people on earth remember 1981 mm. uh, i checked today we're getting close to eight billion oh my god it took however many thousands of years to get to four billion in 81 and here we are, what, nearly 40 years later? Doubled. Oh, my God. I think that is more scary than anything that's happening in the movie. Oh. Mm. So, what, in another 40 years, we'll be at... Well, we probably won't be at 16, but... Mm. But it'll be too much. Too much. Uh, right. Comic-Con going on. We've been watching some stuff. Some 80s-related yes. stuff. Yes, yeah, the San Diego Comic-Con's happening as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my big was it Thursday was uh, yeah two quite big pieces. First being uh, Edward Furlong returning yeah. to a role as John Connor in the new Terminator movie, which is like another you know good thing. It's R rated. I love that. Yeah, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong. I don't know how big featured he'll be, but I guess we'll find out. Mm. And obviously James Cameron producing, and he seems to want what we want. Mm. So hopefully. Touch wood. Yeah. We'll get a... This is the last best hope we've got. Yeah. But to be honest, this is the last hope we've got. We've had... I've tried to like some of the mm. Genesis and Salvation, but like this is... This is... Like if... Like James Cameron's not going to direct another one. And we've got the guy directing Deadpool. Yeah. Everyone's back at last. It's R-rated. It's the first R-rated Terminator film since Terminator 2, I think. Well, Terminator 3, I don't know if that was in America, but it was a 12 mm. over here. Yeah. Um... So yeah, let's just let's just. Yeah. In fact, it's probably the success of Deadpool that because that sort of seemed to be the tipping point. Like, oh, R-rated films yeah. can make money. Yeah, so, thank God. Um, yeah, if, if this isn't, then there's never there's not going to be another. There well, won't be. There no. might be another one, but yeah. it's like it won't be any good. No. If they can't get it right this time, then what's the I point? think they've had enough sort of bites at the cherry now. Yeah, yeah. So 
yeah october if we get mm. it a little before america so uh fingers crossed please be good then top gun the yeah. trailer dropped for that oh yeah well 11 months early it's not out <laughs> until next june but wow showed a lot for something that isn't out next, yeah, next yeah, june yeah yeah but um I'm I'm game for this. I'm, oh, I'm I can't I cannot wait for this. When, when when the theme kicks in, chills. Oh, and there's a scene now. Like if you're one of these people, like I know Dave, you don't like to see trailers sometimes and think they give too much away. Mm. So if you ever watch a trailer of a shotgun, just skip like, 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> but there is a scene where there's a funeral in it, and I've already called that's Val Kilmer's yeah. character's funeral. Yeah, so that's the Ice Man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that'll be. <laughs> so yeah, I've just, I've just got a feeling because I can't see them using Val Kilmer the entire film. No, he's a bit of a liability still from what people <laughs> say. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm with you on that, but I think this is going to be great. Loads of practical stuff, not CG. It is like the actors flying the planes for real. And there's some guys who are playing beach sports all topless and stuff. So it's got the homoerotic. That's yeah, which is a big part of Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've got to have that as well. And he's playing piano in a bar oh, and stuff like that. So. He's on the motorbike. Yeah. You know, all all the beats that you want. Uh, I did post as well on... Because that the Top Gun thing is what I would rather they do with 80s films now. I posted, it was a video on YouTube, the top 10 1980s movies that are being mm. remade. One of them being Escape from New York, which is like, oh, for fuck's sake... I would rather, say Escape from New York as an example, I would much rather a grizzled old Kurt Russell comes back as Snake Plissken, dump him in whatever world and watch him. It's another adventure with him mm. than a remake or reboot or reimagining or whatever you want to call it. I'd much rather that. What do you like they're doing with Top Gun? Yeah. You know, X amount of years later, here's the character, same actors, they're older, yeah. And continuing the story, I'd much rather that. Sign up Kurt Russell and... I bet he could still fit in a Snake Plissken outfit now. Definitely, yeah. definitely. No, they just they just won't know. At least one remake that's been put on hold yet again is the Akira remake. Oh, OK. Because um, Taika Waititi's um, doing 4-4 four, four instead. Mm. So, yeah, like uh, there was a whole lot of stuff about... Taika Waititi actually wanted Japanese actors. Warner Brothers were like, no... <laughs> Fucking hell. So, yeah, so Taika Waititi, I guess, like, well, I'm going to do four then. Yeah. Bye. But they still want Taika Waititi to do it, but I think it's just going to end up with someone else and then that'll get... It's just like one of my friends commented on my thing on Facebook and referring it to, like, the Chinese democracy of movies for this long-mooted Akira English remake. But yeah. I don't know if it'll ever happen. I'm fine with it not happening. Mm-hmm. Don't need it. Like you say, it's these remakes... Should we make for bad films? Exactly. Red Sonia's got a new a new director, female director. Okay. That's yeah. That's like that's a film that needs that, remaking. Yeah, I'm fine I've not with seen, that. I'm, I'm going to watch the original again because I watched Conan the Destroyer the other day again for the first time in years. I was like, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> I was like, I just like, I the stigma that it's shit. It's not as good as Conan the Barbarian, and it's not. But it's a different tone. Yeah. A bit less violent and a bit less for sex well, yeah. it is like a 15 year old girl not wearing a hell of, oh, hell of a lot through the whole film but, <laughs> but um, yeah I had a lot of fun with it so yeah. I might enjoy Red Sonja again yeah yeah, remake Red Sonja ones that had a chance could have been better yeah but when you can you know, remake a classic like Escape from New York it's just like why why yeah. oh 
Uh, other 80s related stuff. Stranger Things 3. Oh, that was good. My favourite season yet. Us too. Me and Tina watched it and we both said it was our favourite season as well. She did say um, about how dark it was, about how violent it was. Mm. And I think one of her comments at one stage was, oh, I think it's a little bit too violent for a kids' programme. Now I said, is Stranger Things a kids' programme? I don't think it is. What I do don't you know. Think? I don't think it is. It's rated 15 on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, um, no, I don't think it is. No. No, it's got kids in it. Yeah. But, um, and I think, I'm sure... Some families will let their kids watch it younger than 15. But, it is, yeah, it's quite, yeah, quite violent, mm. but not a kid's show. Um, it, this season was, like, when they first announced Strange Things, what it was going to be about, I was like, this was what I was picturing. Yeah, yeah. It's dark, but it was also it's so colourful. You know, like, the mall. Well, the mall's amazing. It is. The mall yeah. is amazing. And the, yeah, just, and the references. We won't we could be here all day <laughs> just talking about, like, the, the reference, everything from Terminator to Magnum P.I. But, um... Oh, yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, mm. favourite season, yeah. Yeah, and it was... Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the next season. I mean, they have got to address the kids getting older because they were clearly yeah. a lot older and, you know, a lot of wigs and costumes involved to try and make them look fairly young still. Mm, but no, they're growing up. Yeah. That's what the, a lot of the season was about, really, wasn't it? Was, it was, like, yeah, growing yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. Coming of age stuff as well. So I think this this season was set in, was it 87? I think it was 84, 85. I think it was right so in the middle. It? Yeah, 84, 85. So they're going to have to jump forward a few years again. Yeah, yeah. Well, depends where they go for story. but yeah. um... Because I think I'm right in saying that the Duffer brothers originally conceived like Stranger Things as playing out over six seasons. I heard something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, so it could be like and even that into take, the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, that would take us early 90s. Mm. Uh, see what happens, I guess. Yeah. But no, no, I loved it, loved it. Yeah, it was good. Very, very good. Uh, 80s related stuff. I don't think I've got any other 80s related stuff. I prepared nothing. <laughs> I still have a picture film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and we have, to, we have to do it on air. We have to scroll through. Have you yeah. seen that? Have yeah, you seen I've seen that? that. I've seen oh, that. Dear, how professional. Yeah. How professional. We've been busy. We've been busy. We have been busy. We've been having a catch-up and, and watching films. And of course, oh, the only way, I mean, this is a sure sign that Tom is back here in church, is uh, we finish the evening uh, by watching an episode of Dinner Date. Yep. Dinner Date, and would you believe the couple who matched never saw each other again? No. Every time. <laughs> and he picked the most attractive one, yeah. even though he got on way better with the other two. Oh, he got on a lot better with them. Uh, they always just, no, I'm just going to pick the most attractive one who I'd le- le- the least in common with. Yeah. And then no, she... I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but like <laughs> it's, it's like when you sat there for an hour, and you're just like... Oh. Yeah. So we should. I mean, for anybody that doesn't know, Dinner Date, a TV show that we've been addicted to for many years. Yes. And it's they take it in turns. It's either a male in one episode or a female in the mm. other. They pick... They have five menus in front of them. They pick three out of the five, uh, and then they go on a... you know. The titular dinner date with those three, and then pick one to have another date with. Yeah, um, yeah. Whether person who they pick doesn't have to make the food. Yeah. And, yeah. What is it about that about it that we find so addictive? I don't know. It's just well for me. It's just the dating show awkwardness. Um, <laughs> like it's why I like first dates, mm-hmm. first dates hotels, like naked attractions, probably the ultimate. Naked not attraction. only is it dating, but they're naked the whole time. You see. <laughs> um, yeah, anything like that. Undateables. Yeah. It's, it's awkward television. It is awkward TV, but yeah, very addictive, very addictive. Oh, we should also say Stranger Things 
related. We saw the half hour David Harbour. Oh yeah, we watched Frankenstein's monsters, monster Fra- Frankenstein or whatever the yeah. hell it's called. Didn't get it. No, we sat there scratching our heads. Yeah, and going, like I don't, I don't think it sounds like big headed thing, but like if we don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> And Tina left before the end. And, and David Harbour, I mean, that says everything. David Harbour's in it, who she really fancies a lot. Who doesn't? Well, exactly, yeah. And she left 10 minutes before the end. It's just, yeah, I don't even know. I suppose Netflix is just like, yeah, people just do whatever you want, creative mm-hmm. freedom, just. It did It did really smack, to me at least, of like a vanity project of, well, yeah, you got Stranger Things. And... bit, you know, you get that sort of Orson Welles vibe about Dave. David Harbour's playing his father, yeah. who's a, like a classical actor um, who may or may not have trained at Juilliard. And there was definitely some Orson Welles about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't really get it. I no. still didn't really get it. I think we had maybe two genuine laughs all the way yeah. through. Yeah, it was odd. It was very yeah. odd. And for something that's marketed you know, as a surreal comedy. I thought, I figured it might not be much that great because I haven't really seen anyone talk about it like it's been out for about just under a week or a week and no one's really like you don't see much on social media mm-hmm. about it or anything like that so yeah, yeah. Not, not good not good so we're recording now it's well it's still morning it's still Saturday morning uh, it's quarter to twelve uh, and I know soon you're trying to get what's you trying to get tickets for oh, shit, yeah. the Arrow Film Fest well, well, yeah, Fright Fest. Um, I went last year. Uh, me and my friend Chris went for the day, or was it the Sunday, the Saturday, I can't remember which. Um, you saw the whole day worth of films. Um, this time I'm not, like, it's an odd one. It's just like none of them, like, amounted to anything. Hmm. And that's, you know, it's, the quality was up and down on them as well, which is fine. You don't know what you're going to get. These are all, like, premieres. So, yes, yeah, it's like, I'm not really going to bother um, with that. But uh, Dario Argento is doing a free talk of a Prince Charles oh, cinema on the so Friday good. So good. Um, evening and then signing his new book. So, and it's free. Now, to be fair, like, if it was like 15 quid, I'd still try and get a ticket. But it's free. It's a Prince Charles, which, you know, it's like a couple of, i say what, a couple of hundred, maybe more um, seats. A lot of them would have been snapped up by mm-hmm. people with day passes or. Um, for weekend passes, so gonna have a go. I'm not really holding out much hope. Yeah, got to try. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but is it? And also, is it free for people who've got a pass? Is it like? Yeah, there's not really much detail about the free bit of it. So yeah. gonna have a go, Dario Argento. Fingers crossed. You never know. Yeah, yeah that'll that's, be great. Put the time out. I'd had my phone covered up. <laughs> uh, well, later today we're going to the Tiv, Tivoli yes. in Buckley, place the 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 music venue that we always talk about on sixty minutes with. Uh, and we're going, well, it's looking like we're going to go early and we're going to go to the sound check. Danny, Danny Vaughan's there. Uh, hopefully people listen to this, listen to the interview show we did with him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I can't wait, mate. I can't wait to go. Especially if we get there for the sound check. Yeah, we should do good. that. Yeah. It's something a bit different. Uh, have the gig with him. Have a chat with him. Uh, yeah, it'd be good. Review, again, will be on the website. And I'm sure uh, pictures of us there will be on our Instagram too. I would have thought so. Mm-hmm. So we've got that to look forward to uh, later today. Um, and then before we know it, you'll be on the bloody train going back. Yeah, but, but it won't but, be four years. But it will not be four years. It'll uh, be 
three months, just under three months, wow. just under three months. So, uh, oh no, pretty much three months bang on actually. That's yeah. like the middle of middle of October, isn't yeah. it? So, uh, yeah, three months. Because you come in uh, for the Monopoly events for the love of horror. Yes. The big Lost Boys reunion. Indeed, yeah. So that, that's going to be a hell of a visit too. Yeah, big, big reunion of yeah. Lost Boys. Like everyone really, apart from Feldman. So. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, that'll go, that'll go quick, mate. That will go quick. Three months, yeah. Now, uh, a few episodes ago, we did live on air. I sent a care package down to you. And you opened it live on air. I did, I did. You did. And now, you're sat next to me cradling a case which he has just put on his lap he said he said he needs to put the case on his lap and i have to not look and put my hand into the case there's a hole in the bottom of the case <laughs> it is the whole it's the classic popcorn in the yeah. cinema move isn't it well it's one of those it works <laughs> so what i've said is like it's all in a pile piled up but rummage Okay. Don't just pick the first thing off like obviously you won't see what you're i'm just so i'm gonna rummage so obviously it's a audio medium and you know we'll try and make this as we'll explain as much as we can as it says so tommy sat with the briefcase so just, just holding it, just holding it open I don't, you've not put like a live rat in there or something <laughs> have you <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then ferried it all the way from norwich yeah without feeding it or there's like a bowl of jelly and i'm going to stick my hand in that and squeal like a girl that'd be good okay right, right. i'm looking okay, the other way and now i'm just my hand has slipped into his, you'll feel his so, case you'll Ooh. feel stuff oh there is oh it's like it's some sort of gate oh there's a little can you, people I hope people, people yeah, yeah. crinkly stuff should I go for the crinkly stuff there's, some, there's something very hard in there are you, <laughs> are you sure <laughs> you didn't put a hole in that suitcase I don't know right I'm not going to go for the top thing oh my god oh there's some weird shapes in there I'm going to go for the oh my god and this this sounds so double entendre everything's much bigger than I thought as well <laughs> much bigger and very hard Right, I'm going to take this out and I'm pulling it out and it is, oh my God. And the thing that faces me is Sylvester Stallone in the Judge Dredd mask. It's a book, The Making of Judge Dredd. I have never even seen this book anywhere. Yes. It's always a worry with you about like Stallone stuff. Like, Holy shit. What? Like, oh, has he got it? As has I'm flicking through the pages and it's all about the making of Stallone's Judge Dredd. How have I never seen this before? Phew. That is awesome, mate. And uh, you're in the room. You can see the shelves where my, you know, Stallone yeah, stuff wow. is. Yeah. And I have my book that will be going in, in my, my book. I have my Clint Eastwood and Kiss books and this. The only other Stallone... Well, I've got a couple of Stallone books, but I've not got... Because I've never even seen this. Wow. What yeah. a first thing to pull out of the case, mate. Excellent. Excellent. That is so good. Thank you. Pictures of these uh, will be on the website for this episode. So if you're listening to this, just go to the website for this episode and have a look. Oh, I'm going back in the going case. Back. My hand's back in. That top thing is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether to, to I'm last getting, or I'm just not. getting excited. That's all. I'm going for the middle one again. I'm going for the middle one. I am tempted by the crinkly one, but I'm going for the middle one. And he pulls it out, and I'm not even looking yet, and I'm pulling it out. Oh, oh my God. It's Vinnie Vincent Invasion album. Oh, my God. And this is going on the record player downstairs when we go down. <gasps> Look at the 80s hair on that. <laughs> Please, everybody, Vinnie Vincent, uh, Vinnie Vincent Invasion, all systems go. Look at the back cover, please. Because jeans, 
I mean, there's ripped jeans and there's ones. Well, they've come back into fashion, the old torn jeans. I mean, but look at that. I mean, big holes, yeah. His genitals, <laughs> his genitals are almost hanging out. That hole is so big. Mate, thank you. We're going to have to put this on later as well. J- listen to the dirty rhythm. Deeper and deeper. What do you think those songs are about? Are they subtle love songs? Um, naughty, naughty. That could be anything, mate. I Ecstasy. I think there's a theme going on there. Oh, mate, thank you. Oh, look at these two things on my thing. <gasps> and there's more. There's I've more. got to reach in again. Oh, my God. Carry on. I'm going for the hard one. I can't wait. I'm going for the hard one. And I'm pulling it out. And holy, holy shit. It's a Rocky Two video disc. Oh, my God. It's the plastic case on it is incredible. How does it even just open from the top? Yeah, I tried. So what well, I had to do is like slide? these holes. You had to like I had to put a pen in, and then pull it up, and then okay. this comes out. It's <gasps> so wow! I hadn't even heard of a format video disc when I found that. I have never seen. I mean, I used to collect um, laser discs. Yeah, but video discs. I had never even heard of video discs. The packages packaging is incredible. This the plastic case that it's in. Yeah, yeah, it's. And what a cover! What a cover! Oh, again, please, people, go to the website. Have a look at the, have a look at the pictures of what I am looking at right now, because it's absolutely amazing. I've never, don't know about that. That's new to me. What was video? Oh disc? my god! What was video? Anyone disc? who like, yeah, anyone who had video disc, let us know. Yeah, was this? Because I went from VHS to Laserdisc to DVD to Blu-ray. This was before. Laserdisc, from what I can tell. It seems to be, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah the precursor just, to Laserdisc. Yeah. And maybe the same time as VHS? Maybe? Wow. Oh my god, I can't believe... And there's more in the case. There's more. Shit the bed. Oh, I think you're halfway through. I'm only halfway through? Oh yeah, my god. Another, I've, another free item. I was going to say, I think I've got all the hard stuff. I'm going to go for the Rapley thing now. Oh, I can see it's a t-shirt. I'm just going to open the bag. Excuse the wrap oh. oh, oh my God, it's falling out the bottom. I can see Sylvester Stallone's face and I recognise it is. Oh my God, let me just open this up. A lock-up t-shirt. With Sly, with, with his ample arms <laughs> on show. This is um, where I'm getting my shirts from and currently. Oh, mate, thank I have not got a lock-up... Well, I have now got a lock-up T-shirt. Incredible. I'll have to give you the link for this website. Oh, this, is, this, is, like, the app, this is the best care package ever. It's going well. It really is the best care package ever. <laughs> Two, more. More. Oh, Two more. Two more. Right, I'm going to go... Oh, I'm just reaching in. I'm going to take this top one. And... <gasps> well, we had the making of Judge Dredd Bok... And now it's the Judge Dread laser disc. And I was only just talking to you before we were recording about me wanting to put my Rambo laser discs up on the wall. Yeah, there's a. Well, this this has got to go next to them. And it's the American laser disc as well, oh. which is I didn't realise until I was packing it. <laughs> oh yeah, this is. Does Tina know what you've brought up? I should say. I think she knows about the video disc. 
But other than that, <gasps> this is like I'm sweating a bit. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm going to have to have another shower afterwards. Got to on. I am. I am sweating. Right. I'm going to have to have a shower to cool down. My excitement levels are so. I'm putting them on my lap so you can't see how excited I am. <laughs> All right, okay. There's one more thing. There's one more thing. Oh my god, dig. Oh, oh, oh. <gasps> Words fail me. Not good on an audio podcast. I know. <laughs> it's another video disc. So it's this this incredible plastic packaging, and it's Fist Sylvester Stallone Fist. I mean, this is a film as well. I haven't seen this in age. I was thinking of watching it um, a few weeks ago, to be perfectly honest. And now look at this video disc is incredible. Oh, you're going to send me on a rabbit hole of video discs <laughs> now. You do know what you've started. <laughs> this is amazing, mate. Thank you so that much. I mean, I'm looking at the stuff that's on my knee now, and it's <laughs> like, oh my god, this is so good. Uh, yeah, again, go to the website, people, because this is like have a look, have a look, have a look. Oh, gee, well. You have a little catch-up care package next next to you. I do. Um, um, we're going to take a quick pause because it's oh, eleven yes. fifty-nine. So, you have um, to do um, your arrow thing. We shall. Let's have but a... through the magic of editing, no one will no one ever know. Okay. Ah, I've been waiting for this moment for months, and it's finally here. I'm finally going to get a heritage unit unit on camera. Yeah. All right. Look at that, a 1953 E8. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, listen to that bell. Yeah, listen to that bell. Oh, take a look at that. Oh, my God! Woo! Listen to that horn! Oh, my God! Oh, she's beautiful! She is beautiful, yeah! All right! Oh, my. Oh! 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 Oh, no! It's a PL2, too! Oh, 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 the SNC 52! Oh, my God! Oh, we're, we're gonna watch this. Oh, this is special. This is special. Oh, oh, that horn gives me the chills. Oh, and the chills have absolutely nothing to do with how cold it is here. Oh, oh, but that doesn't stop a foamer. Oh, especially when it comes to heritage equipment. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, oh my goodness. Look at that. Blue and gray. Oh, coupled to the oh, Iowa Pacific. Number 518. Woohoo! Ah-ha! Woo! Listen to that horn. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh my gosh, look at that. All right. Ah. Oh. And we are back after the the break, the tension. Did Tom manage to get his tickets? I did. Yes. And it's a yeah, like really easy actually. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, Gary Argento book signing and Q and A. I think he's only talking for half an hour, but the signing will take some time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, get to meet Gary Argento, get book signed by him. Oh, that'll be so nice good. way to spend a Friday next month. Not bad at all, mate. Not lovely all. stuff, lovely stuff. So uh, where were we? You were just gushing yeah, over. I was. I've gushed so so much. I am definitely, like I said before, I think I'm going to have to take two showers after we finish recording and wash my clothes. Uh, in bleach, I have gushed so much. It was like being a teenager again. 
There's some good Thank stuff you. in there. Thank you, mate. It is awesome stuff. It pretty much had to be after all this. Packet <laughs> <laughs> <get> sweets. <laughs> So you've got, yeah, you've got, got there got is, that. like I said, there is one thing uh, that is has not come, so that'll be the start of the next care package for you. So there's just a few, a few little well, things I've in got, there. I'm going for a few I've little things in there. For... I know there's some things that you were asking for. Oh, mm. vanishing points. Yes, we have vanishing point, Lovely. which is again review on the website. Never miss an opportunity. I to. thought the film was called Test Mold. That would be a good. <laughs> That's a horror movie we're making. Yeah, I haven't seen Vanishing Point in a year. Oh, yeah, I was saying two ages ago about it. I was like, yeah, I haven't yeah, seen it in a year. I hadn't, and I, until they did the review for the site, and oh. I was like, blown away by it. Oh, girth. Oh, got some girth. You oh. went for the hardness, I've gone for the girth. Oh, yes, the um, the TV box sets. <gasps> All of Knight Rider. Knight Rider box sets. Oh. Oh. Hoff. You can, you, Hoff Mania, mate. Oh, thank you. <laughs> in HD. Oh. oh. He reaches into the bag again and is pulling out. Of course. Your of, copy of, of American Revenge from Frederick. It's there, there it mate. Is. Beautiful. There's, there's Matt. You can't. You, I mean, we've got to have Matt. We've got to have Matt on DVD. So, Beautiful. again, thanks to Frederick for yeah, that. That is Frederick. amazing that he went on the hunt. He went on the hunt. Oh, no, I just for thought it would be a blank disc. No, no. It's all good. Oof. So, we can. Because that is a rewatcher. That is one that oh, will yeah. be watched many times. What else? Different, something a bit different. Oh, that's Danny Trejo immediately mm. in the blood. In the blood, Blu ray. Nice. Danny Trejo, can't go wrong there. Mm -hmm. 18 rated. Oh, strong bloody violence and torture. And then the final thing in the bag. What is it? Is. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Class of Newcomb High signed by Uncle Lloyd. Uncle Lloyd. Toxie loves tra traumatic. traumatic Tom. Nice. From Uncle Lloyd. Beautiful. So we got added to your collection of autographed. Yes. Films, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. That's all right. He was so nice. He was so nice when we met. And of course, we interviewed him. Interviewed him for Eats Picture House. Yes, right, right, one of the first ones. Yeah, right, yeah. Way back in the... And in the flesh, he was just as nice as when we talked to him. Yeah, he seems like a. Yeah, he was. He was like nice really guy. personable and and friendly, and he got a lot of time for everybody. Yeah, yeah. And were you saying? Yeah, it was. A... Yeah, it was. You know, he made sure that anybody that went there, you know, photographs with him, autographs, questions, anything at all. He always got the time. It was him and his wife actually. They were both really, really nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, excellent. 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 Well, what a way to end the uh, the stuff section oh. with a, a double care package opening. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have to do the rest of this podcast very sweaty <laughs> and gooey until my shower. Gooey. Okay. <laughs> right. Shall we? Shall we move on to the uh, first time watch? The first time which watch. Which we watched together. Yes, last oh, night. That's the first time. This. Right. Let's uh, let's come back after this. The natives believe that the spirit of an American soldier lives in the jungle. Oh, come on. With confirmed sightings of what they believe to be a white ghost, it could be our best intelligence ever. We should do our best to bring them back. I suggest that we bring in an outside agency to bring Shepard back. Catch you. No, 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 no. Captain Walker and his special operatives are perfect for the job. We're here to locate an American. We bring him back, dead or alive. Mm -hmm. 
coming back yesterday. Shepard! You're a dead man! You're a dead man! There are Americans in Vietnam, and you are with them. I want to know why. So the State Department wants me eliminated, huh? Not so. I just got lucky. Right then, my first time watch pick was from 1988. It's called White Ghost. It's a 4.5 on IMDb. Generous for some of the stuff that we watch. Yeah, yeah, it's quite uh, high. The IMD, IMDb synopsis, an MIA, missing in action, US soldier, nicknamed White Ghost, lives in hiding in the jungles of communist Vietnam. The US Army finds out about him and sends a black ops team to rescue him. However, the team is led by a man who wants White Ghost dead. Uh, the reason I picked it, above all else, really... Well, two reasons. Because in one of the write-ups, it mentioned... Well, it said the word Rambo. Fuck's it was sake. sort of Rambo-esque. And <laughs> as mentioned in the other episode, that Russian film that was supposed to be like Rambo was one of the worst picks ever. Yes. Neither of us finished that film. No, you, you weren't dissuaded by this at all. <laughs> that was, I'm, and again, I'm sure that was the first that both of us not to finish a film. It was that bad. That was appalling, yeah. So surely, uh, you know, lightning can't strike twice, Rambo-related. Uh, and William Katz in it. William Katz is the white ghost. Yes. So it can't go, it can't be that bad, surely. So we sat and watched it together. And it is it, William Katz there... The White Ghost, 1972, Vietnam. Uh, and he doesn't leave. It's now 1987. He's been there 15 years. And he's collecting the dog tags of dead soldiers. He's going like crashed planes. And, and he's made a house out of them. He's made a nice, very nice house out of them. <laughs> well, not the tags, really. Yeah. I'm sure they're in there somewhere. Oh, but he yeah. has made a very nice house out of sticks and yeah. straw. And... and possibly the dead bones of the soldiers he's taking the dog tags from. Yeah. And he's met up with... Uh, he has a Vietnamese... Is she his wife or just love her? She's pregnant. Yes. She mentions that from me off. Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, the US government find out. They send this Black Ops team in to get him because they want information out of him. Yeah. But the Black Ops team they send in, uh, the leader of them has got a beef with him back from... He He's was, a bastard. He is a bit of a bastard. They do set that up quite early, don't they? That he is a bit of a twat, not to be messed with. Uh <laughs> This was all right. It wasn't shit. It wasn't great. It could have been a lot better. There were flashes of action. There was flashes of some of the madness that we do like. Like when he meets his, his let's say, his wife mm. for the first time. Uh, they attack each other uh, before going, oh, have you missed me? Uh, and, she, and she goes on about him missing their unborn child. Yeah, have, like something like, have you missed the, your child that's inside of me? I was just like, it, it talks like that. Yeah. And then they, they started biting each other. It, you know, 
I think it's biting each other's hands and that, which was a theme that happened yeah, again so later it's on. It's quite a bitey film. It is. There's a lot of biting going on, which is kind of weird. Uh, we should say as well that neither of us made notes while watching this. No, just mental notes. Yeah. And like, it was you know we're recording it the next morning, mm. and we have watched we did watch American Revenge afterwards, which we might did. have sort of taken over our consciousness a bit. I uh, think it did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was oh, like. There was like not oh, there's a couple of like bits that we like as you say to laugh at, but the gore was quite good. There was Lots some of yeah squibs and good practice. There's a bit where a guy's just blown up and it cuts back to him and it's just like reminding almost of a trauma film in its level of just like he has been blown to pieces. There's yeah. his hand over there's a leg and yeah. stuff. So I was just that was impressive. That was good. Um, but yeah, it was just like a run through the jungle. Mm. You know, some bit, people get captured. A very lazy crucifixion at one point. Oh yeah, the, the... and they knew how to do it because the last there was someone up on the crucifix and they took them down, and then they put this guy up and they just sort of flung him up there. Yeah. He was half hanging off at one point when they were torturing him. It was like that is so bad. You see this Vietnamese like camp, don't you? And you said they they do know how to crucify people because this guy was the classic crucifixion. Classic crucifixion. And then they put this Spot other guy on. up. Maybe it was a different couple of soldiers. Maybe the crucifixion first day specialist had got the day off. <laughs> the day off, and they got the crucifixion trainees in, they and they were going, "Go on, go on, you two, have a go." And and they were shit. If that was a test, they failed. Yeah, I did see some with a clipboard, like oh, poor form, yeah, poor form, poor poor crucifixion form on that, because his arms were just every. He could have walked, he could have just walked away from that. that would, yeah. That was, yeah, really it wasn't bad. really being held by much. No, it it was great the first time that you saw uh, William Cat in it because he, you know, again he's been in Vietnam fifteen years. Um, luckily for him, he was still clean shaven. He, you know, is, and and he'd got a great perm. I think he'd found a nice hairdresser in the jungle of Vietnam. Although having a double-edged sword, he'd got a nice perm, but the the clearly stuck on mullet bit the party at the back that was stuck yeah. on to show that he'd been in the jungle for 15 years and his hair had grown long looked like it would been i don't know it looked like it had been shorn from an electrocuted poodle it was like fr frizzy frazzle yeah wiry and it was just yeah taped on the back uh but luckily his wife gave him a haircut and soon got rid of the party at the back, yeah, which was distract. I did find it distracting. Yeah, like when you saw it front on, it wasn't too bad. But mm. then when he like turns around, there was a uh, there was a rear shot of his hair, and it was like, holy fuck, what is what's going on? What is going on with his hair? Uh, so yeah, he you know he did found certain pleasures in the jungle. Certain yeah. pleasures, yeah, certain pleasures. Uh, but yeah, there was there was like you said apart from the gore and so on. Which was good when it happened, and it was good because it was, you know, back then, not CG. Yeah, yeah, all squibs. Of yeah, stuff. going back to Escape Plan 3, I was like, oh, it's, you know, that gets a bit bloody, but CG bloody. You can't, yeah. you can't beat practical blood effects, well, practical effects. I'd much rather that. Um, but there wasn't a lot of, like, standout shit, if you know what I mean. No, nothing really like, it's for one where blank happens when mm. like that. It's... You know, it's just you can't really describe it as a Vietnam revenge film because it's done so many like this. Yeah, and it was that period during the eighties. I think so many Vietnam 
yeah. vet films You're were missing made. in action stuff. Oh yeah, so many of them were made, uh, and this sort of obviously got lost in the wash of them all. Because but I will say, ooh. Cinema Epoch um, released this onto Prime, and mm. it's been cleaned up quite nicely. Yeah, it's good quality. Yeah, yeah, they tend to do. Mm. They do. Yeah, fair play. So they need to do. Shotgun. <laughs> it's what we keep saying every you time. To put, we, put them together. Every time we see the Cinema Epoch logo before a film, and like you just said, they do a good job of like restoring these old films. Yeah. And you know, getting them out there, and it's like, why the hell do you not do Shotgun? It'll happen, mate. We will make it happen. I, you know, I'm sure there's somebody out there that listens to us that you know could possibly help as well. We need to make it happen. We have got the the commentary. We sat with Stuart. You know, he was in America. We we're over here. And we, we have got commentary for the whole movie with the star of the movie. Yeah. And that was such Ready fun. Ready to go. Yeah, that was so much fun to do. And that is a film because uh, you've picked up more. Um, you got, what's it, Hard Ticket? Malibu Express. Yes. Uh, the Casso Trigger. Casso Trigger. And Savage Beach. They're all, they're all coming out on Blu ray. Yeah, yeah. We got Strike of the Panther, Day of the Panther on Blu ray. We got Miami Connection on Blu ray. You know, we got all these films. Shotgun needs Blu ray release. It's just that no one's heard of it. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. And obviously, Shotgun would be the. It'd open the gates to all of PM Entertainment. Oh, all of PM on Blu ray. 100 nod titles. Oh my God. Tina downstairs just shuddered. And didn't yeah, know why. that was it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Yeah, we'll do that. We should do the commentary on those. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be good to go through all of those. Oh anyway, God. I think this is a sure sign of how sort of middling white ghost is is that we've gone off talking yeah. about yeah because that we it's like oh, what else can you really say about white yeah. ghost it's just your run of the mill running through the jungle getting revenge mm. sort of war movie yeah and it's not terrible but as, as you say nothing stands out no nothing stands out whatsoever so another another classic from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I need to up my game with the first time watch picks. That's for sure. Shall we move on away from that? Oh, I, think, I guess I think so. It... You think you think we're, when we're here together, we yeah, going back and forth ages, but like that really does prove that. that yeah, it, I think the four point five could be quite generous, really. Yeah, because yeah. it's not. It isn't shit, but it's far from being, you know, watchable. So the question that we always do: first time watch. Is it worth a rewatch at any point? Probably not. No, I don't think so. No. No, I think once you've seen it once. I probably, it's probably, I think I've said this before when we've talked about Vinny Bass's question, it's something that I'd probably, in about three or four years, put on by mistake. Mm. And I'll, oh wait, I've seen this one. Yeah, 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 because it's like you've forgotten you'd even watched it. Yeah. yeah. Okay then, let's see. <laughs> that's not so dejected. Okay, okay. I'll try better next time. <laughs> you, you won't. <laughs> Fucking won't. <laughs> Uh, so the, the rewatch pick, which we watched before you came up here, uh, I think we've got much more to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Meet Cody Abilene, a private eye with an adoring public. He's an undercover operator. Hi, I'm May, and this is my friend Faye. With a knack for getting at the bare facts. Yeah. This is the Countess. A government agent with her own special skills. And together, they're both headed for danger on the Malibu Express. This is Kinky. In the world of high rollers, low blows, and dangerous curves. 
Cody's playing a deadly new game. Go ahead, make my day. Sorry, babe, but I gotta have some water. The FBI wants him back. No one should suspect anything. I'm gonna nail him with a grenade. The Russians want him dead. And the girls from the yacht next door just want him. I understand you're a private investigator. And Cody Abilene always gets his girl. Marvelous. So park your car, hide your guns, and lock up your daughters. Cody Abilene just got another case. He's hard to catch. You are continental. Hard to keep. Scoot your butts outside. Hard to figure. And impossible to resist. Starring Sybil Danning, Darby Hinton, and five Playboy Playmates. I didn't just bring you in for sex. I have a few things to fill you in on. Make tracks for the Malibu Express. No matter where you're headed, it goes all the way. Would I help any woman in distress? Yes, ma'am, I would. Okay, my pick for the rewatch this episode. <laughs> well, it took us way back. To the very earliest days of the 80s Picture House, yes. back in the single digits days of the 80s Picture House, <laughs> yeah, you know what that means, um, when we picked a film called, as I look around at the giant, giant poster, Our Ticket to Hawaii, by a man called Andy Sedaris. Hmm. Since then we've watched all of the Malibu Bay films. Yeah. Um, we interviewed, we interviewed his, his good wife. Yeah, Arlene, yeah. which was a great interview. And now... As we mentioned uh, during uh, when we were talking about White Ghost, they've started to be re-released on Blu-ray, 4K re-releases, which is well, I guess. Thanks, I guess. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to really, but uh, yeah, no, they will get these individual Blu-ray releases. We've uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We both uh, have only had the Girls, Guns and G-Strings mm-hmm. um, Mill Creek DVD box set, which yeah. is like fine. Yeah, you never really expected it to be improved. I've got that signed by. Marcus Buff Bagwell, who was into <laughs> the late nineties ones, uh, at a convention a few years ago, and you think, well, that's going to be that. But yeah. no, they brought them all out on Blu-ray. Unbelievable. And yeah, they're still going. Guns and Do or Die are out in September. Oh. I'll be pre-ordering them. Yeah. Next month, I'm just doing one a month, and uh, then I get two, and then I guess they'll do the next two in November. Hopefully. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. Do or twelve. Yeah. But what we're talking about is the very first one, the one that came before her ticket to Hawaii. The first Malibu Bay film, which was Malibu Express, mm. which is quite different from uh, uh, from the rest. Um, I guess it's your, you know, your first your first album, your first one out the gate syndrome. If you're doing a series, <laughs> like, obviously you can tell it's one of these films. Yeah. But also, there's a lot that's not quite right about it. Yeah, there is um, a lot. So our lead is um, a gentleman called Darby Hilton, mm-hmm. who's Cody Abilene. Yes. Obviously, Abilene's are throughout the um, Malibu Bay films. I think it's a brother in the next one. Yeah. Um, let's turn around to see if it was said what his name was. But uh, Ron Moss. There he is. 
he's a hunkier brother. But um, it's not about in the later films. It's not about the male. The male. No, it's not. Even it's though no. you've got Ron Moss as the lead in High Ticket to Hawaii, there he's not. No, it's the uh, it's, it's the two. It's the two girls. I wish you had posters for everything to about. <laughs> so I could just get the names <laughs> Turn off. around and but just yeah, look at the like, posters. It's Spear and Hope Marie Carlton are the, are the leads, yeah. really, because it's them. They're doing the work. But in this year, it's Darby Hilton as Cody Oberly, and he's the, the Magnum-esque lady killer. Complete with great tash. Yep, who... Um, what a plot. So I get... <laughs> it is, I mean... <laughs> the plot for what it is. Yeah, it's... Um, it is more because we've said it's so. All of these films have nudity. The TNA films. There's yeah. a lot of TNA in them. This is more virtually softcore porn. Yeah. You know, it's borderline getting onto that at some point because I don't. I really don't think you go five minutes without nudity. Yeah. yeah like these are like if you don't know about the Andy Sedaris films. The actresses in the, the leads uh, throughout are play by playmates, mm-hmm. so you would expect nudity. That's yeah. kind of the thing. But this one, yeah, the this is a synopsis on IMDb. Um, it's a long one, but I kind of like it. Go for it. Smooth talking Texan sexy cowboy, <gasps> an ambitious private investigator, Cody Abelin, is assigned by the cryptic Contessa Luciana, which is Sybil Denning. Mm. Um, with the task of watching over the eccentric and well-off Lady Lillian Chamberlain after a follow-up on a lead. In the meantime, an, an elusive traitor and serious threat to national security is acting as a courier, stealing the state-of-art computer technology right under the government's nose and selling it back to the Russians. Inevitably, the bodies will soon start piling up as the inconspicuous Cody. Don't know about that. Inconspicuous. Not that, Tash. No way. No who, way. Who infiltrates the luxurious chamber, Chamberlain's villa in Bel Air will unearth a family member's involvement with a project led by the nefarious computer magnet Jonathan Harper. Without a doubt, somebody wants desperately Cody dead. That's not very well written. It's not desperately very well. wants Cody dead. However, between murder, blackmail, and espionage, good old Cody will help any woman in distress. After all, there will always be knights in the world. Mm. That's a very long. <laughs> um. So yes, yeah, so, I, I was reading that. So, oh, that's what it's about. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Yeah, there's all sorts of like like the opening titles is computers, like typing like yeah it's coming down and being typed and it's like oh wow this is is high tech pretty high tech so yeah so basically like within minutes there's shagging yeah and boobs and like you know you do see there's a male bum there is a male bum and there's there's some big gym guys you know in the film as well one of them is on the uh i'll get to the extras oh my god on the blu-ray later but uh you know, there's you know, there's a little something for the ladies in there. There's yeah. A, there's a bum and some <laughs> ripped muscles yeah. and sweaty, sweaty, sweaty glutes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, just things I've heard in passing. Um, but the problem with this first one, I found well, one of the problems is the balance between sex, fashion, nudity, and action, mm. and it's. Hard Ticket to Eye, like the very next film nailed it, and I think they got the that's the perfect, film, yeah, perfect, yeah. The rest of the Malibu Bay, Bay films went on like that. This hasn't got it, it's got the balance on. There's more sex and nudity. It's too much, uh, the, yeah, at times, yeah. And Although I'm sure there's people out there going, sure you can't have too much, but it is. It gets it, when you're used weary. to, yeah, when you're used to the you know the the formula of these films, yeah, and there's not much action in there. Like when you look mm. at the later 
Sidaris movies, and there's he always gets some kung fu. Oh yeah, in yeah, yeah. there and like God and there were helicopters, loads and of explosions. explosions. Yeah. It's very light on that. Like, it, it, obviously near the end of the finale, there's it. You know, there's explosion. Mm. You know, it's like there's a helicopter and stuff like that. But yeah, it just seems a bit light on it and a bit heavy on espionage as well. Yeah, but um, obviously he. Could, these problems are corrected yeah, when yeah. by the time Hard Ticket comes around because Hard Ticket is that's the, that's this the one, is it, it? this yeah. is uh, the one everyone goes to um, the other issue I had like was as I said Donna Spear and Hope Marie Carlton with the leads in Hard Ticket and other films and it's always female leads obviously um, Darby Hilton is the lead in this mm. and the women don't really do much in the way of the action no like one of the like the, the running joke is he can't shoot. Yeah. Properly. The film begins with him at a shooting range with yeah. his magnum and he, he can't hit the target. Yeah, he has it in a special case yeah. and all of this and you think he's going to be a crack shot and no, he can't even hit the target. No. Um, and like one of the women grabs a gun and just shoots someone mm-hmm. and that's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, hey, these are what these films are about. And um, yeah, it's just like, he is fine as Cody Oblin, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, these films don't work with a male lead. Like no. the men tend to be idiots a little bit in them. Yeah. Like, and they have that with him not being able to shoot properly. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're flawed, but it's like the girls sort of like you know it is. I don't know how empowering it is <laughs> when it's like next scene they're they're they're, they're naked and it's the fifth sex scene. But yeah. you know there is they are for the time. I, I, the stronger characters. Yeah, are. they are quite strong female characters yeah, yeah. for what this film is for yeah. the eighties. Yeah, I think. So, what, so what did you what did you think of it? Yeah, the it's same. Been, it's been a long time since it's, we watched it. Yeah, it's been ages, and it is. Yeah, I, I was so surprised at the amount of nudity in it. Uh, <laughs> it was like, wow, okay, uh, here, here we go again. Um, one thing that did surprise me, just a, a slight tangent, I never knew they made red DeLoreans. He drives a red DeLorean. Hmm. I thought they were all silver. I guess not. So and I thought... Mm, custom job. Custom. Um, I think people get... For the sense of the humour, that one of the early signposts is um, race drivers. You know, this female race, race driver. And you see her stood by her locker with her name, <laughs> June Knockers. With an H. With a silent In H. fact, they make a joke about that when they um, there's a phone call later and someone goes, I was at Knockers with an H. Yeah. <laughs> I did laugh at that. I was just like, yeah, of course it is. And what does she do when she's by that locker? First thing she does, gets a Knockers. You see June's Knockers? Yeah. yeah. June's Knockers. Knockers. <laughs> it's like, so that, that, I mean, that is, that's the humour. That's the humour you're going to get. Yeah. It doesn't get any more sophisticated than that. Uh, another example, because Cody's dad is missing, the, the Malibu Express is the boat that Cody lives on. Yeah, which he strangely goes through like this almost cardboard entrance. That's yeah, they've like made a, like a wooden railway train. Old, yeah, set yeah. like a movie set, like wooden door. Yeah, which has got train painted on it. He did explain that. Yeah, I can't remember what it. Yeah, why, it's because though. somebody liked trains, like yeah. an X or something. But then you go on that, that Cody's dad is missing out. At, you know, at sea somewhere, he's been. Um, with an all-girl crew as well, and he's been missing four times in six days now. Uh, and he probably got blown off course. There you go. Snigger, snigger, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. More humour like that is what you're going to get. Uh, yeah, And then you do see Cody's ass in the shower. But it's like 
the two girls that randomly appear oh, yeah, on this from boat. The next boat. Over. Oh, we're from the next boat. Uh, hi, here we are in bikinis. We'll just get a tits out, fancy a shag. Because well, look at him. Yeah. How how can you resist Cody? Yeah, I was going to say that for, for a female, strong female character, only goes so far in these films. <laughs> and again, the humour. Oh, you're a private investigator, so we investigate our privates. <laughs> what yeah. The... It is like grown humour. Yeah. It's like oh god. There's another line. Uh, Sybil Danning, another person who we've interviewed. Yeah. Um, and for anybody that doesn't know, all of the interviews we did for his Pitch House were, were saying remastered. We use that in the loosest possible sense. Yeah, DTS, Master Audio. Yeah, on all of that's them. it. Yeah, special features, all that kind of shit. Or it could be we're just recording a new intro to them. So that, that at some point, <laughs> at some point, Sybil Danning, chat with her, uh, will be out. She she doesn't get topless. She may as well do though. You, She's you, got a, like there's these little flashbacky scenes and. Um, yeah, she's wearing a lot of revealing dresses in it. This, yeah, she. Cody visits her, and she's wearing this dress where three quarters of her boobs are on show, uh, and she changes, and then probably like into something where seven eighths of them are on show. Yes, constantly wearing tops. Where I don't know. I think the first time we watch it, does anybody ever look at her face? Because it's just like, oh, look, there's even more breast flesh on show. Uh, yeah, action. I mean, I've got nothing. I've got no notes like about action stuff. There's no real, like you said, from as, as the films go on, and Andy Starr has got more, did put more action in, did put mm. more story into it, and didn't rely so much on. Yeah, well, that was almost immediate. Like, yeah, you, you could name a couple of uh, high ticket to a like set pieces, you know, with a blow up doll and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and this, and like, there's ones with like. Little helicopter flying helicopters, like little helicopter toys and stuff like that. You can remember like some of the action stuff, but this is yeah. harder to. This this is a chat up line. And I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. And for for any male listeners, if you want to use this chat up line in a bar or anywhere, please feel free. Uh, just walk up to somebody uh, and say, I'm not as wide as a beer can, but I'm real long. It's like, what the fuck? We cannot guarantee any success of that chap. No. Uh, any slaps on face or being thrown out of wherever you are, um, purely not down to us. <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, it was it was, it was was a strange... I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, same. I really enjoyed it. It was just because, I think, because Hard Ticket is so hardwired yeah. into us, and that's the... Sidaris template, yeah, and going forward from the ones that we've watched, this really was wow, it's so different. It is like porn, porny, <laughs> a little bit porny, yeah, yeah. And I the, never thought I'd be complaining about like too much nudity. And the air quotes action stuff is more spy espionage yeah. stuff, which never really like uh, it, until the end doesn't mm. really result in much action at all, no, but it's like a dry run, I guess. Yeah, he went away. Come back and did hard ticket yeah. away, so he got what needed to be done. Yeah. And I think with the humour in it, like I said, you know, we've given some examples there of the humour in this. I think the humour still stayed stayed very silly. Yeah, but I think it got more instead of it like oh, groany one liner kind of thing. It got stupid over the top humour. Yeah, you know, like weird snakes in toilets. Um, yeah, there is like some weird stuff in this film, like Maid Marion. Like, what the hell is that all about? Like, she, like some sort of 
ghost maze yeah. sort of thing. That was odd. Yeah, yeah. some odd stuff, and the odd stuff stays throughout the Malibu Bay films. Just weird. Yeah, weird stuff. But um, yeah, the extras though. Oh Blu-ray. my, yeah. So, I mean, this is one of the great things about these Blu-ray releases. They put all the like apparently they're hidden on the DVD somewhere. Like you can access oh. them somehow, but oh, I've never figured it out. But no, they're all easily findable, like a normal Blu-ray. Um, there's an intro in each film, <laughs> as say they seem to be releasing him from Andy Sedaris, and um, he is joined in this one by the guy, one of the big bodybuilder guys, and Julie Strain, who mm-hmm. showed up in his sort of like more nineties sort of films. Yeah, and within seconds, she just pops the top off, <laughs> and out they come. I was just like, there you go. There's, there's. My and the boots. poor guy, the poor other guy, he doesn't know where to look. He's just like, it is. It's the first, it's the first thing she does. It's like, okay, and oh, there's my tits. It's, like, it's just an what? intro. It's just an intro, Julie. Don't need to get them out. Um, there's also audio commentary, which I didn't actually listen to. I would like to listen to it just to see, you know, it was him and Arlene mm. the audio commentary, just you know, saying, you know, maybe they'd be like, okay. This is what we changed for the next one. Could yeah. be actually worth a listen. No, I think that'd be. I think that would be good. Because um, I haven't listened to it yet. And then there's 45 minutes of behind-the-scenes footage. First half of it, there's a bit more of them free talking, mm. like the intro, and then there seems to be um, Arlene and Andy talking about um, with B-roll from Return to Savage Beach, which is like the last one in the series, mm. and just like talking about the filmmaking process through that, which is fine. I did skip that in the end. And then the, this bodybuilder guy has a range of clothes, which he was advertising. And Julie Strain <laughs> and two other models are um, advertising that. And she's like, oh, she's going on about how yeah, the rubber and stuff. And she just pops her boobs out again. <laughs> and then there was like 10 minutes left. I was like, okay, I get the idea. Yeah, it, It's just a random hodgepodge of stuff. On yeah. these, um, I will look at the... I want to show my housemates our ticket to Hawaii. So I will watch the extras yeah. on um, them too, just to see if there's any... Gold gems. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. But yeah. So. Manabu Express. Mm -hmm. Was it it worth the rewatch? Was it worth it? Yeah, like, and I will watch it again also. Yeah, me too. Me too. When I start, when, you know, you, you watch all. Like the Bond films again, you watch mm. all these. From like, like you, you, when you feel like watching the Malibu Bay films from start to finish, you're not going to miss the first one, are you? So, no, no. And it's yeah, it's not the same as the rest would become. Uh, but it's still it's still got enough laughs in yeah. there and entertainment to yeah to carry it. Yeah. But well, um, he obviously realised what changes need to be made. Mm. No, that was good. And made this beautiful film. Oh, beautiful. See, sign of a good filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. An auteur. Yeah, and then he and then then after hard ticket, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Keep going. It. Keep going with what you do. Yeah, I would encourage people to buy these Blu-rays though. If it, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to us are into the same sort of, you know, that's so bad it's great kind of stuff. And this is the best way that you can buy these. Uh, and not expensive. No, like nine quid delivered from America. Yeah. And, uh, some of the, and that was the last ones, for, um, the ones before that were only like seven or eight. Seven quid, yeah. Picked up the first two for seven quid. Is it Wow HD? Wow HD, yeah. Wow HD. Yeah, the best place to use in the UK. Yeah. Um, I think they used to be CD Wow back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, Wow HD are good for... Um, imports just generally. I got Day and Strike of a Panther from there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So recommended and definitely worth a rewatch again. Now then, Tom hasn't picked. It's one thing we forgot to do last night. Uh, I have already got my rewatch pick ready, but uh, I think we'll we'll just take a break and you can pick your 
first time watch and I will stick something here uh, lift music or something <laughs> Ready with a first-time pick now, after a little deliberation session. Um, yes. Films marked wrong year, in one case. Oh, some of the stuff on Amazon is Come on. so badly marked up with years and synopsis. It's crazy. Well, this one is 1995, but it's one of, you know, it's the link to the 80s. But the poster alone looks like it was from the 80s. It does, yeah. And two of the stars, Brian James and Tim Thomason... Come on, if that's not, you know, 80s related. This is called Dominion. Dominion. <laughs> Dominion. And we know bugger all about it. It's something about a hunting expedi exp exp expedition. Oh dear, I can't say that. Expedition, there we go. <laughs> Goes wrong. Oh. Um, Does it say what rating it is? A, Are we looking at an 18? It's a 15. Ooh. So yeah, nineteen ninety five for a eighty a very eighties looking Does look eighties, yeah. With some a couple of eighties legends in it. So I love Brian James. I really do. He d he died way too soon. Mm. Uh okay, my rewatch pick, uh okay. Uh, is not only known worldwide as probably one of the worst as <laughs> Tom collapses into his lap. Well, definitely the worst sequel to this franchise. More than likely one of the worst sequels to any franchise. Oh my God, I know what you're picking. Maybe one of the worst films ever. Can I guess? You can guess. Is it Jaws of Revenge? It is Jaws of Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> well done! Oh my God, that is like psychic abilities. I have not seen this, uh, I don't know, since the 90s on video. Honestly, I'm I've, well up for watching that again. I've never seen it on the television when it's been on. <laughs> I've got it on Blu-ray. Have you? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. I've got it on DVD. Uh, I've not watched it. I've not watched it since. Oh, it really? Since the nineties. Again, it's one of those like tw twenty years, maybe more than twenty years. Can't I want to know. Talked about it. All we? I know, I've seen Michael Caine's been on the TV. I mean, we're coming up. It's the. Jaws has been re-released in the cinema. That's what put yeah. it in my head. Over here in the UK, it's been re-released in the cinema again. Uh, and it's it's Jaws is the film that got me into cinema. My dad took me two nights running on on its release. Loved it. Um, always been in my top five films. Always and always will be. So I thought Jaws four. You know what? I cannot remember anything about it. Michael Caine's been on doing loads of interviews. A lot of people, the interviewers, bring it up, and he always says, "Is, is it like oh, it, it's the movie that bought his mum a house or something?" Yeah, like that. he yeah, always said that. Got a house with it. Yeah, that's his sort of standard answer to it. I want to know, is it really that bad? Because I can't remember a thing about it. Is it really that bad? Now, as a Jaws film, it's not. You know, it's not going to 
touch the first one, definitely. But is it really that bad? Can you remember anything about it? Yeah. Can you? I like it. You like it? Oh my god. <laughs> it's 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 one of them. I can't like when I say I can't believe we've never spoken about it. It's literally because it's fucking dreadful and it's a blast. <laughs> I had a book of it at one point. Oh my god! I gave it to a wrestler whose gimmick was she's a shark. It's a novelisation, and it explains why the shark's doing what it does. And I will keep that until next month. Oh right, I'm very intrigued. Let you watch now. it, and then if you have questions, hopefully I might be able to answer. Them. Definitely, yeah. Well, the main question I should be able to answer. All right then, <laughs> yeah. Because if I was quizzed on it now, I couldn't tell you a thing about it whatsoever, apart from Michael Caine's in it. That's all I know. Can't remember a thing. I'm looking forward to watching it again. Okay. I only watched it last year. I, I, I tend to do the Jaws films over the summer because it's yeah. good summer films, but I'll skip straight to Jaws for Revenge this year. It's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till next summer to watch them all back. <laughs> well, there we are. Film sorted for the next time. Uh, be weird. Next time, we won't be sat together. No, we'll be back. Back our usual position. Well, you, you'll be sat here. Yeah. And I'll be back in uh, yeah. Norwich in my usual position. But the October show. Yeah, we'll be. We'll be recording together again. again. So, you know, yeah. don't you, you know. August September shows we'll be recording uh, as we normally do. Yeah, and then back, back here, back a lot here. to talk about. Oh, oh we'll have God. a hell of a lot to talk about. That's for sure. Yeah, I think we should record that show scheduling loud after we've been. Yeah, I was going to say the Saturday night would be the, the Saturday best, night would be perfect. The, yeah, after the con. Yeah, and we should have some stories from there. Tim Capello. <gasps> I, w- I really want to meet. Tim I'm going to rub oil in this chest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> give him a rub down that's it we should both go topless with oil chests and saxophones mm. yeah and just yeah we'll be watching we'll be seeing the song being played live oh as my well. god they're going to play oh there's going to be so much to talk about and that loony that's doing the other song yeah anybody listening to this if you've still got chance and you're sort of in or, or around Manchester get to that because that is going to be incredible yeah it's going to be so good yeah and we keep saying follow Monopoly events because the you know the cons that they're putting on across the UK incredible oh, coming from Coming from nowhere, really, like coming up so fast and getting these massive, get like Jean Claude Van Damme in in, Scotland. in Glasgow, yeah, incredible. Oh, yeah, Mickey Rourke, which from Mickey Rourke's yeah. album, just yeah, yeah, I can't wait. And, and in December, there's Ray Wise, which is yeah, might have to be mm. making, oh, <laughs> I'll keep you posted on that, but uh, Ray Wise is enough to oh, this is it. Like I said, now, now there's always a, a bed here for you, mate. It's um, Jim Pop, it could be the well, like tonight, we said Danny Vaughan tonight and then Lost Boys reunion the next time. It's special weekends, recording shows. Packed. Well, you know, we both we watched um, Escape Plan 3 together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been good. We've good times. Danny Vaughan tonight. Good times. Yeah. And lots to look forward to tonight. Yes. Uh, right, usual housekeeping, 60minuteswith.co.uk. Uh, email us, contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all 60 minutes with. Uh, Reddit community. Yes. Search for 60 Minutes with Podcast. We are starting to get some feedback on there. Shit, I'm sure we got some feedback from the last show. I might have to do a quick edit just at the end of this just to go back onto there. Uh, competitions. There are, there are two competitions now for podcast listeners. Oh, okay. Uh, podcast listeners get the better deal of the competitions than the Twitter followers. We like to reward people that listen to us. So you've got until midnight on July the 28th, UK time, to email us uh, for your chance to win Chernobyl on Blu-ray. Nice. Very, very good. All you've got to do is email us, put Chernobyl as the header, and write whatever you want in the email. You can send us a funny picture or joke or give us some feedback on the shows or whatever you want to do. And if you're going to do it through the contact section on the website, 
Uh, you can't put a header, so you're going to have to write something. Just let me know it's for the Chernobyl competition. That's until, you've got midnight until July the 28th. Uh, you've got until midnight on July the 31st to win four Judd Apatow Blu-rays that are coming out from Fabulous Films. Oh, wow, good. No, I'm giving these away one at a time um, on the Twitter. One lucky podcast winner is going to get all four of them. Just for sending us an email. All set. Sending us an email. There's knocked up, getting to the Greek, blah, 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 blah. I did read them all out properly. Forgetting Sarah Marshall was one of them. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. um, Yeah. So you're going to win four four Blu-rays just for sending us an email. How easy is that? Incredible. We look look after our listeners, mate. So they're the two competitions we've got going at the moment. So send us an email and let us know. And... Let's take another another quick break, and I'll just check the Reddit thing, which I should have been. Oh, my God. We will get there eventually. It's the excitement of you being here, Tom. Of course. It's stuff that I would normally have done, and then listeners are going, no, you wouldn't have done, because you're always unprepared. Um, that I would, would have done, but, yeah, we'll be back in a minute. Right, I've finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June... Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there and then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one that went up. Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there. And then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one. That... Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there, and then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one. Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there, and then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one that went up. Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was up on there yeah because i put all i do is put every show up on there and then it's open it's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on so that was the first one that every show up on there and then it's open it's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on so that was the first one that went up so it's early days nobody knew about we were but we did get one comment on it oh. which is good uh from Solm 1967 which i know is column in ireland that was a sh- that wasn't i don't know what that was yeah that, that wasn't was that offensive. wasn't irish was that it was Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there, and then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one that went up. So it's early days. Nobody knew about we were. But we did get one comment. And when? Yeah. When? when or if you've got happen? some, yeah, take pictures, put it on the Reddit community. Let's have a look or give us any info. That would be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Sound enough. It's been great, mate, chatting here together. It's been wonderful. Yeah, I loved. I loved reaching into into your lap to, to feel those exquisite hard things that I pulled out. Yeah, I've got three. Right, I finally done it, mate. Logged into um, Reddit. The June Decade of Decadence show was the first one that was 
put up on there. Yeah. Because I put all I do is put every show up on there, and then it's open. It's the best way for people to leave like comments and questions and yeah. so on. So that was the first one that went up. There, first back. Excuse me, mate. Excuse me. I need to get my dog to the vets. The vets. Oh, I think he's from. I think that's a Welsh accent I can detect there. Yeah, I, I, I got What's a dog. What's the trouble, mate? What's the trouble? I got a dog in the back, mate. I need to get to the vet. Is that your dog, is it? It's my dog, yeah. What's happened to it? Oh, I missus bloody ran over it the other day. I'm oh, guilty, God. man. Do you He's all right, but I need so to get... So what do you want? Do you want like a West dispensary for people to sick animals type place? Or or maybe a proper veterinary surgery? Like? Well, if you could get me... Well, there's a vet up here. If you could just and direct me do? into the, the vet, what it'd do? be brilliant. You don't... Uh... Well, you do go straight up here. Straight, it's like emergency, like yeah. Yeah, that's well, you one. You go straight up here. Right when you get top of road, there's a roundabout. Right, you don't go left. You don't go. You don't go straight down. You go right. So like he's taking like third exit. Do you know what I mean? Like third exit off, third. off the roundabout. He's right to the top of here. Right. When you go right, you go on like it looks like a dual carriageway, but it's not a dual carriageway. It's like got an island down the middle, so it looks like it might be a dual carriageway. There's only single carriageway either side, like you know. So you go to the top of here. You go right. Don't go. Don't go left. Don't go straight down. You go right. You go down, it's not two cars, you'll say two cars, you come down to an island. Like, right. An island, like a desert island, like an island. <laughs> I see. When you get to the island, you go straight across. Right. Like, straight down, straight down. But then, uh, let me think, let me think. There's two houses. They're pink, eh? Oh, they're pink. Just pink colour. Two houses. And they don't look like two houses. They, they look like one house, but it's semi detached. It's two, two houses. Like. So what you do is you, you go up here, you don't go right, you don't go straight down. No, you don't go left, you don't go straight down, you go right. Down the dual carriage, it's not dual carriageway. It's yes. not dual carriageway. You go down the bottom of there, and there's a roundabout, you go straight down. You see the house is semi-detached, looks like a big detached house. Like. You go straight down, on the left-hand side, you'll see the WPDSA, the Welsh People's Dispensary for Sick Animals. Now, if you're not on social or credit or benefits, you won't get in there, they won't let you. So go past there, you keep going, about a quarter of a mile, maybe even more than that. Quarter of a mile, maybe just after, you'll see Kefili Welsh veterinary practices. Quite expensive, ah. mind. Quite expensive. Get a price, get a quote on it, mind. Right. Get yeah. him in there, get a quote. Tell him you want a quote because then you, you that's it then. Right, I just see. Just get yeah. a quote. Right, okay. okay so you go cool. straight on, yeah. You don't go left, you don't go straight on, you go right down the dual carriage, not the dual carriage. You cross around the bar, there's some semi detached houses. The pink ones looks like the normal house. You go past the WPDSA, you keep going straight on, <laughs> then you'll see the vets. Good luck, like, what's his name? Fido. Fido, that's a nice name. That's a nice name. Good luck, mate. Nice to meet you. Da. Thanks, mate. Cheers. I think he was Welsh and I didn't catch a fucking word of that. 